From the protectors of the Internet, the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, it's the PKO Podcast with Carl and Dana. Welcome to the PKO Podcast, presented by the Wisconsin Department of Justice, Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. I am Carl. I'm Dana. Hello, everybody. We are going to kind of go over teen chat today, kind of the dangerousness of that website. Yeah, we're going to break away from our format a little bit with App of the Week and do a website. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of these times, teen chat can be so easily recognizable and easily accessible, I should say, and it's probably one of the most dangerous websites that are out there for any sort of teens. Yeah, and you know, one of the one of the things about the internet that is really um, uh, attractive to kids, I guess, is the fact that they can chat with anybody and they can meet new people so easily. And this is a really good avenue, obviously, when they look at it to say like, oh, cool, we can meet random people across the world. And everything is 100% anonymous. You don't have to fill out any forms. You don't have to identify yourself in any way, not even age. All you have to do is pick a range, uh, type in a name, and you're on in the room. And you're in a general chat room. You can private message. You can send images. You can do whatever you want to do. And everything is 100% anonymous. So obviously some major risks there that we want to go over. But let's go ahead and introduce um, our podcast again. So the PKO podcast. Protecting Kids Online. Kind of makes sense, huh? PKO. I would say. And we can always get more information at protectkidsonlinewi.gov. Um, this is a podcast that is sponsored by the Wisconsin Department of Justice, and we are from the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. We're a task force that um, really specializes in education, prevention, and investigation of online crimes against children across the state of Wisconsin. And across the state, we are a huge partnership with over 240 affiliates along with the Wisconsin Department of Justice, and we all kind of work hand-in-hand in in all of those aspects, whether it's prevention, investigation, anything like that. We really rely heavily on each other because Internet Crimes Against Children is such a dynamic type of investigation, and of course, it, it not only crosses county lines, but state lines and even world boundaries, uh, countries. So we really work hand in hand with each other and we really reach out and kind of protect kids all together. Yeah, that collaboration is really necessary. I always say that predators don't stop at state lines. The internet doesn't stop at state lines and neither can we. And that's why we do have to have that, that partnership and that networking across the nation and across the world. And everything is out there for you. Remember, just go to protectkidsonlinewi.gov, and you can access anything you want, any information. You can also go to NetSmarts, and N-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-Z, <laughs> NetSmarts, <laughs> uh, dot is it .com? It's .org. .org, yeah. and uh, you can access anything from the National Centers for Missing and Exploited Children, too. Uh, so let's talk teen chat. Okay, welcome back. We're going to talk teen chat, teenchat.com. So you go to the URL, type in teenchat.com. going to pop up kind of some fancy letters and with a kind of an open dialogue box. So we're going to, we're on the website, we're going to type in a username of Kristen14, and that name is available, and that is 100% anonymous. My name is Carl. Dana is sitting right next to me. There's no Kristen in the room with us. There's no 14-year-old in the room with us, but we're going to pose as a 13 to 17-year-old, 
and I'm going to be a girl. Those are the choices that you make when you're setting up your uh, anonymous account on Teen Chat. And you can clearly hear that I am not a girl. Uh, but I am posing as one right now, and I'm going to join the room. So. And this is a really good example of a username because a lot of our kids do tend to choose maybe an age to put after their name or a year of birth or something like that. And that is something that predators absolutely look for. So as we go into this room, uh, we can see names like Ice Cream and I Hate Mina and Heartphilia and Susie and then Sumi and Nuisance Value and so on and so forth. And we kind of just browse the general chat room and oh there we go joey already hi how are you uh Quisition just said hi i'm a male and, I mean, <laughs> hi, thanks for letting you know. us know <laughs> um so you can see how easy this is to all of a sudden we're not even on 30 seconds and and we haven't posted anything no and we're getting private messages already just based off our name okay scott james big for female these are all oh, anonymous usernames that are popping on any images yet carl private no images yet but oh well rutger g hi Kristen. uh so you know we'll kind of respond back to some of these guys oh all you said was hi uh, yep and we responded back hi okay. uh scott james hi and we'll see what we see what we come up with here. Uh, another one just popped up. Oh, hey, are you in high school? Okay. So we're going to respond, no. Or is a 14-year-old 14-year-old be a freshman? Yeah, it could be. Yep. This time. So freshman, yes. Well, yeah, we got to stay with the same person here. We have so many. How many do you have right now trying to chat with you privately? What do you have, six? Um... Six, yep. So we got to go on to Joey again because he's very, very active, and now I just lost his dialog box. Are you in the USA? Yes, I am in Wisconsin. And again, general information because our kids, if they know nothing else, they know not to give out their address and usually their town. Um, they usually give them more of a general location. When we go out and do Internet safety presentations with kids, um, that's one of the first things they'll tell us. Don't post your town. Don't post your address. And that's absolutely a great place to start. But this is going to be a good example of why um, even telling the state can be sometimes risky. Sports berm just popped up, too. So now we have seven that we're chatting with. Uh, so we're just sticking with one right now just for the sake of it. We're sticking with Joey, and he just responded, Good. Do you like high school so far, and do you play any sports, cheer, or party? So I'm going to post, I like to party, and see where this goes. No images so far, which is kind of unique. But as we go on to the general chat, uh, we can see that some images are being posted. You, it redirects you to another site that you go to. So it kind of takes you off the teen chat platform and goes into uh, uh, whatever platform they want to take you onto. So it's kind of, this is kind of like a grooming website. Um, so now Joey just responded, good. How wild do you get at parties, and are you good looking? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes, I am good looking. <laughs> now, Carl, answer is Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> and I get pretty wild. And you can see how easy this is just to go online and just... Yeah, and we're not giving any specific information. When we say, I like to party, that could be whatever your definition of party is. That could be Cheetos and My Little Ponies. Um, but obviously, this guy's not looking for that. You know, in the sad part about it, I was chatting uh, a couple weeks ago with somebody, and they I was a 14-year-old female, and they 
said, I'm not interested. I'd like my girls younger. And this guy identified himself as a 42-year-old male from California, and he preferred seven-year-old girls to chat with. Ew. Um, so parents, be aware that this sort of thing is going on, and it's very quick. So we've been in this chat for how long? About two and a half uh, minutes, maybe? Not even? Roughly that. Um, and, and he has responded with? Good cutie. And he picks it all, and what are the three wildest things that you have done? So you can see the direction this chat is taking. And 100% anonymous. That fast, two minutes, you're already getting into a sexual type of platform that they're trying to direct you onto. And a lot of the things that are being talked about on the general chat right now, we can't discuss over this podcast <laughs> um, because it's um, kind of that harmful type of uh, chat that's going on. So you can see how easy it is teenchat.com. It's a general chat room, very easily accessible by anybody. All you type in is teenchat.com, 100% anonymous. You can pose as anybody. These creepers are on this website 24 hours a day and accessing your kids at any point, at any time. And they're posing as 13, 14, 15-year-old girls, boys, whatever, trying to get pictures for themselves. It's a very, very dangerous website for kids. So uh, this is a really good... Um maybe a discussion starter for your kids about one, anonymity online and why that might be kind of risky to be a part of sites that, that are based on anonymity. And two, this idea of sending um, either sexual content in messages or sexual photos when they're asking for these pics, even something that is just um, maybe a little bit provocative and why that can be dangerous. I think a lot of kids really see the anonymity of the internet as a, a chance to kind of um, explore a little bit as well and they think well as long as I crop out my face or as long as I'm just sending this from home it's still a safe thing and there there really is a lot of risk involved in that and the biggest thing to remember is once it's on the internet it's not coming back you know digital images nowadays are, are recoverable in any sort of platform whether you delete them or not and once it's out on the web it's out on the web and it can be accessed in China Japan California Wisconsin wherever you are so the biggest thing to remember is you send a picture online, it's it's not gone forever or it's it still can be accessible by anyone. And Carl, we're, we're also seeing this new trend that they're calling sextortion. So when these photos do go out there and we think it's just a one-time thing and it's a mistake and even if the kids do come to you and tell you that they made this mistake and they did this, we're seeing the, the predators um, do this thing called sextortion where they use that initial photo to get you to send them more um, with the risk that or with the threat that if they don't, if the kids don't send them more, that they will release those original photos to their parents, their family, their school, whatever they think the threat is to get them more images or more content. And the problem is once your child crosses that line, they know what they're doing is wrong. Let's face it, I mean, you raise your kids right, but sometimes they make mistakes. And when they make mistakes, they know they did it wrong. They were kind of buffaloed into doing something they shouldn't have. And they know they're going to be in a lot of trouble with the parents. So this extortion, these guys, these predators take advantage of that. They say, I'm going to send this stuff to your parents unless you do this, this, or this. And it snowballs into something that's absolutely horrific. So understand what your child is doing online. Understand the ramifications of what they post online and the apps that they're downloading, the websites they're going on. They're probably going to give you a little bit of kickback, but if you explain to them, listen, I just want to know what's going on. 
it's not any different than you know meeting their friends or getting to know what type of social groups they're a part of in person. It's just this whole internet thing is such a big sea of fish out there, for lack of any <laughs> other term, to try and um, really police yourself as a parent. And the only way to do it is by being involved with your kids. And if your kids do come to you and talk to you about a mistake that they made, something that they sent, try your best not to get angry. Um, you can you can take whatever uh, methods of action that you want to take as far as um, responding to that. And we're going to talk about options for that in just a second for reporting. But try not to get angry because you want them coming to you. If they come to you, you can help them get out of the situation versus making them feel like they don't have any other option than to respond to this person that's trying to um, enact this extortion on them. So we'll be back in just a second to talk talk about how to report and how to respond to this stuff. Okay, welcome back to the PKO podcast, Protect Protecting Kids Online. Also, protectkidsonline.wi.gov is the website we're a part of the Wisconsin Department of Justice. Internet so, Crimes Against Children Task Force. So we just left off um, with our, our teen chat demonstration that we did over the podcast here. So we're doing a visual demonstration on uh, air. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, we're going to try to Facebook Live this stuff. So uh, as soon as we can get up to speed on a lot of things, we're going to try to add different dimensions to this podcast. So stay tuned for that. And then once we do that, it'll be uh, real-time, live, and you'll be able to access it at any time because we do have a Facebook page. We do have a Twitter account. We try to get as much information out there as we can, along with our website, protectkidsonlinewi.gov. And we try to work hand-in-hand -hand with protecting kids as much as we can because, uh, let's just face it, kids make mistakes, and we are the ones that are going to try to right those mistakes. So um, it's kind of up to parents and up to us as part of the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force to right the ship, so to speak, and put these predators in prison. So if our podcasts do bring up questions for you, if you have general questions that you've come across when talking to your kids or just things that you see online, um, you can let us know at protectkidsonlinewi.gov or you can reach out to us on our Facebook page. Uh, whatever works best for you. And we'll take those questions and we will answer them on future podcasts. But right now, let's go back to that teen chat idea and talk about how to report when stuff like that does happen. Let's say this chat had continued and maybe photos had been exchanged or the content had gotten very sexual. Um, what are we going to do? And so you walk in the, your child's bedroom and you see this on before they can slap that laptop down or they're on a tablet and they're chatting with this over say they're on an iPad, they're on Safari, and you catch them, and they don't blink that screen out fast enough. Well, some of the things that you can do, 1-800-THE-LOST. If you're not computer savvy yourself as a parent, a lot of parents aren't, uh, try to learn it. I would encourage that. Know what your kids are doing. Understand it more than your kids because that way they can't kind of steer you in a direction they shouldn't. But if, you, if you're not, that's okay too. 1-800-THE-LOST gets you out to the National Centers of Missing and Exploited Children, talk to a really live person, not some automated machine, and they will direct you with what exactly you need to do to help your child out. And what that does is that generates a cyber tip. And cyber tips that have to do with Wisconsin, either by victim location or user location, um, do come back to us at the Wisconsin ICAC task force, and then we can deal with those, figure out what jurisdiction um, and what needs to be done, whether further investigation, uh, whether um, just further action, safety talks, whatever needs to take place with that. And you can also go to missingkids.org. That's another 
uh, website or uh, yeah website to go to. Yeah, if you don't want to talk to somebody live, then you can do the Cyber Tip Report online at missingkids.org. It's just a really good option because a lot of times this activity, it doesn't rise to the level of needing to contact local law enforcement or needing to call 911, but you know it's wrong. There's things taking place. These people are posting things or or engaging in sexual chat that just really is inappropriate. Um, and you can absolutely report abuse on all of these websites, on all of the, the apps that your kids are using. Um, but then also follow up and do submit this cyber tip. It allows NECMEC to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children to do some additional analysis before that information comes to us so that we've got a little bit of a background to work with on that case as well. Um, but it also keeps other children from being victimized by this same person. So just because you are catching it and you are talking to your kids and having those online safety talks with them, there are many other children out there that are not, and they might be victimized by the same person if we don't put a stop to this activity. And they have the resources, too, to reach out to any agency in the world to try to, because the ICACs in the United States, of course, we have the big task force, the national task force, but there's also ICACs over in Russia and Europe, and, and they reach out to those in Canada and some of the places that maybe we can't get to. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children has access, has information, has contacts there. And so if you reach out, missingkids.org, 1-800-THE-LOST, or just go to protectkidsonlinewi.gov, those are the places that you can go to gather information on how to kind of prevent this from happening and or report it if it has already happened. Like I said, we're out here to right the wrongs of your kids' mistakes. That's all it is. So protectkidsonlinewi.gov is where you can reach us or uh, 1-800-THE-LOSTMISSINGKIDS.ORG is uh, National Centers for Missing and Exploited Children. Uh, so join us for the next podcast and stay safe.